Thompson to UEBO. He's an author and an animal foster parent. His name is Brian Patterson. We're short on time to talk about his book, Ricky to the Rescue, One Average American Family's Journey into the World of Animal Rescue. Um, my dog's not supposed to be on the couch, Brian, but yesterday we were taking selfies on the couch because, you know. Well, you, well of course, they're family, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. She, and she only weighs 100 pounds, so if she wants to get in my lap, I can't really stop her. Um, oh, she's just a little lap dog then. She is. Yeah. Only she'll eat your arm if you try to get me. All right, so how did you find Ricky? Let's start with that. The book is adorable, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, the... Um we found Ricky, we, we, were, we were volunteering to uh, uh, a uh, local shelter, and then we ended up switching to uh, home rescue. So we actually would bring the dog into our home and raise it in our home and then take it to adoption events. And they didn't have a storefront to take the dog to, uh, you know, or keep in a kennel area, but we kept it in our home. Mm-hmm. So... He was our first foster, and he came from uh, kind of down in your neck of the woods. He actually came from a failed rescue in Kentucky. Okay. So they took two days to transport him up here, and that was that was uh, pretty pretty traumatic. Yeah. And uh, so, but that it was uh, we from working with the shelters, it was just easier on us mentally and to shelter take them in our home. Okay. For some reason, this phone line is also cutting out pretty badly. But Oh, sorry. But it's not much you can do. It's just the way the phones are in Missouri. All right. So you you raised Ricky then. He's adorable. He looks like a dog I had named Baby that was a shepherd-husky mix or awesome. a, with a little bit of Doberman. But you, you, get, you fall in love with these dogs when you foster them, so it's hard to take them then to be adopted. It's really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and then, and, and, you know, it's like a lot of people at the rescue will say, hey, you know, uh, or, or at the rescue events, they'll say, hey, you know, this dog loves you so much, why don't you keep them? Well, after 181 fosters, it'd be a little <laughs> hard to keep them all, right? But yeah. it's like, how can you help these animals if you don't reach out to them and make an emotional bond with them? Yeah, they make better pets once they've bonded with a human, then they know how to do it. But right. you, we've had so many, so many animals that end up in shelters and rescues because the humans have failed them. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 and some of them are nuts. I'm not going to lie. I I did adopt one dog that was biting and going after the children, and I I don't even know why, but it it just did, and it was it was not told to the place that adopted him that he shouldn't be around children. So yep. you gotta you gotta ask questions and that's the best part of your book. Find that's, a pet that works for your family. Yes. And you know if, if you do a little research up front before you buy a car, it's the same thing with, with an animal. Yeah. And you know, doing research on your local shelters and rescues too, some of them have some pretty bad reputations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well we're pretty lucky here that we have some good ones, but they're they're always full. They're yes. always full, Brian. And that and that's that's our plight up here too. And that's kinda how we ended up with Ricky is so cool. they were the failed rescue down there ended up with so many animals. I gotta I gotta find homes for all these I mean it's a it's a it's a disaster. So there was rescues from all across the country that pulled these animals in. Yeah. 
There was a time when I had 13 dogs, a rabbit, and four cats. So Ooh. I get it. That's was, that's when I lived in Los Angeles. But, I mean, what are you going to do? They, right. They, I'd find them. I'd bring them home. And it became a problem. So I had to I had to get get control of my, my uh, oh, my God, I got to save it attitude that I had. Yeah. But um, well, this. Spade and neuter is, is, is a big part of the solution for the overpopulation of animals. Not everyone can afford that, though. So well, I love well, when they do, like, the Bissell um, spay and neuter days, and they get some help yep. from some people sometimes. Yep. We've got a f- couple of organizations up here that, that sponsor spay and neuter clinics, and God bless these vets or the veterinarians that, that, that mm-hmm. sponsor this stuff and people that actually put up money for it. So. To help people in need. All right. So, I mean, you tell stories of the animals. You talk about Ricky. You talk about a lot of the animals in the book. But you do touch base on choosing a pet. And the the thing that bothers me the most is the people who get pets when they know they can't have them. Right. In a certain area where they live. Stop doing that. Yes. And then we had one lady walk in, and, and she was, I hate to say it a little bit, on the roly-poly side. Mm-hmm. She said she said that she was going to get a dog so that she could start exercising. Wrong. Um, it doesn't, if you're not exercising before, you're not going to start. No. Plus, you're going to okay. feed your dog snacks, and it's going to get chubby, too. Yep. Uh, and, so, and, and she returned it within 24 hours, though. So. Yeah. So when, when you say up here, what are you talking about? Well, I'm just up here in, in Minnesota. So Yeah. I'm from North Dakota originally, so I heard yep, it. Yep. I heard it in your voice. In Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, sure, you I spent, I spent some time in, in school down in, in Kansas City, so. That's still nine hours away. You're still yep. north. All right, yep, so yep. if people want to get a copy of your book, where do they go? Uh, Amazon.com. It's called Ricky to Our Rescue, and I love that you said that because you really feel like he rescued you, not the other yes. way around. You know, sometimes you start out to do something and things turn, don't turn out quite the way you planned, mm-hmm. so. Well, I've adopted pets that I've taken back because they were a good fit for a while, and then all of a sudden they hated the other animals, they hated the kids, they hated they hated their lives. And yep. if they don't work out, it's okay to take them right. back to the shelter. Don't dump them in the country. Right. Don't dump them. That they're not equipped to to uh, feed themselves. They're not equipped to most of them. You know, the average cat, uh, a feral outdoor cat, lives two to five years. Yeah. Stop I mean, letting your cats go outside. I hate that. Yes, and and you know a lot of people think that it's okay, but you know there's a lot of birds and, and things that get killed. Yeah, well, and not only that, but they get run over, or right. a coyote gets them, or Correct. some jerkwad who hates cats will will kill it. So I've yeah, seen or, that before too. Or uninformed children will attack it and yeah. throw rocks at it. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's there's bad. there's a lot of scary stuff out there. There's zero chance my cats will go outside ever, ever, ever. But yep. you've fostered 180 companion animals, and you've definitely done your part. We need more people to do it. So how do they get started? I've got a minute and a half left. Well, if you if if you volunteer at your local shelters or rescues, that's a very good way to start. And just because you're volunteering doesn't mean you have to have an animal in your house. <laughs> there's fundraisers, and there's there's you could go and walk, take and hold a leash, you know, at an adoption event. I'm so sorry go. that I'm laughing Be- because oh, that's every time I volunteer at uh, the Humane Society or the Simo Pets or whatever, I come home with a cat. 
So oh. I have to, I can't. And the downside, Fawn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, can't. But, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many people that are afraid that if I, if I, if I volunteer, I'll have to have a house full of animals. You don't. <laughs> You know, there's yes, you, you, you could you could uh, <laughs> set up for pet adoption events. You could you could go into like these shelters. That's how we started. We went in to to uh, socialize the the cats and play with them and show them that people are nice people. Yep. And then we got to walk the dogs. Them. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. But now I have I have you know my my animals now and we just had a siamese show up on my grandson's doorstep so now he's got a cat because i made him keep it so yep, yep. i mean it's like i have i have a problem that's what well, it is i have a problem you know it's a nice problem to have oh, but uh, until it costs you an extra 100 bucks a month in rent <laughs> all right he's the author animal foster parent the book is called ricky to our rescue, one average American family's journey into the world of animal rescue. Thank you for what you do, Brian, and and thank you for the book. It's it's not just a handbook, but it's a story, and I like that. You get thank you, fun. Two birds with one stone, pun intended. All right, thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right, God bless you too. Bye bye.